the shepherds, Jesus goes to church, and Jesus receives a blessing. Luke chapter 2, and we'll start out in verse 5. Well, we'll start out verse 8. Yes. I'm trying to get through this. <laughs> no, I would not want to miss your special. Come on up and let's do a special, young lady. Yeah, you ready to do that? They're going to help you? I, I was going by the bulletin. Well, we'll do one more song, okay? Yeah, that'll be great. Amen. We'll do one more song after this special. I didn't know either. <laughs> Whatever one you ladies would like to do, whichever one you feel most comfortable we're running out of time.
Amen. Let him play it. Right, right. It's 20 to 12. Yeah, I know. Amen.
Amen. Okay, I'm out. Thank you. We have uh, put together as best we could with some of our men on the road. So that's wonderful. Wonderful singing. I'd like you to do it again before Christmas is over with. So if you can, do a special again. Are you going to be in Metlakatla? Okay, when you come back, we'll probably enlist you to try it again, too. So that's great. Great to hear. Good. The children always enjoyable to watch. They had all a part of it. That's great. Okay. We have uh, Luke chapter 2 is where we're at, the shepherds. And we'll get through this. And there were with some in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angels of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angels said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you this day, Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, angels, multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said, "Shepherds said unto the, said one to another, Let us now go even into Bethlehem and see these this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us." And they came with haste, and they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had sent seen it they made known abroad and said and say saying with, with saying which was told them concerning the child and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds but mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart that the shepherds and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising god for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Thank you, Lord. Help us to be receptive to your word this morning. Thank you for the wonderful specials we had this morning. Thank you for the music and the ladies, what they put into the program thus far. Lord, we just ask your blessing on this time and these people and their sacrifice to be here this morning. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name and to his glory, amen. First point, the shepherds. Ever wonder why uh, shepherds? They didn't have any special qualifications, but yet they announced Christ er, Christ's birth to everybody else here on earth. They were the first chosen to do so, the first chosen to start spreading the gospel of Christ. Shepherds, men of no profound education, no specialized skills other Otherwise, they wouldn't probably have been shepherds. I can't, I'm going to paint them with a broad brush, but generally shepherds were pretty, uh, on the society, were just kind of the 
common laborer. You know, it takes, it takes a special skill to be a shepherd, but it doesn't take a lot of skill to be a shepherd. And uh, God chose those people, chose those people, the angels chose those men to be the first to announce Christ's birth. What a wonderful thing they made. And the, the shepherds were blessed for it. And you see in verse 15, it came to pass which the Lord had made known unto us, they said. And in verse 17, they seen, they seen it, they made known abroad, saying, which was told them. And that's, that's a privilege to spread the gospel of Christ and to present Jesus Christ to the world. The angels didn't have that responsibility. The angels could have solidified the whole, whole birth and just appeared to the whole planet and shocked everybody into something that take, took place. But then there'd be very little faith involved. There'd be very little trusting and taking God at his word. The shepherds were used to present God's word to the, to the general population, and the shepherds were endowed with that special gift. The next portion of scripture, the presentation in the temple, and when the eight days were accomplished, verse 21 of Luke chapter 2, the next portion is 21 through 24, and it's the presentation in the temple, and that's where Jesus goes to church. You know, Jesus wasn't eight days old, and he was in church. In fact, most Hebrew children weren't eight days old, and they were in church already. The reason they had eight days is they had so much time they had to do a purification and the child, if it was a man child, had to be circumcised. And when the eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, capital J, capital E, capital S, capital U, capital S, Jesus, supreme Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb, and that's when came to Mary uh, in Matthew chapter 1 and probably here in Luke, yes, uh, no, Matthew chapter 1, talked about the babe being born and conceived of the Holy Spirit. And when the days of her purification, according to the law, Moses, law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy unto the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is made, which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. This was a modest offering indicating the, the, uh, the uh, wealth that was involved in Mary and Joseph. They, were of, they weren't uh, dirt poor, but they weren't of any affluent character at the time, which is common with most young couples. Even if you have a specific trade, it's hard starting out in life, doubling what you buy at the grocery store. And in this case, it was within six, uh, nine months, he was tripling what he had to buy at the grocery store. And uh, days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, was accomplished. Uh, her purification would be Mary's purification of by the water and the blood. Man has known salvation, and by the water and the blood, man gets born into this world. And by the water and the blood, Jesus Christ was born into this world. Why? So he could die. 
for us. He was born poor and was buried in a rich man's tomb. Simeon, and uh, according to the law, that shows up twice in that portion of Scripture and what we just read. They were people that did things by the law because that's all they had at the time for their salvation was law. They could look forward to the Messiah, um, but this part of these, these people were pretty well immersed in uh, the law at that time. So they fulfilled the law. As Jesus Christ said, I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And they fulfilled the law, and the Lord blessed them in their obedience to the law and blessed them in their obedience to what they had of God's word at the time. And to offer sacrifice according to that which is said of the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. The next portion, so Jesus went to church. The shepherds came. They announced the birth. Jesus came, and he went to church. And we received, and Christ received the blessing. Here we have Simeon. Simeon and Anna give praise. And behold, in verses 25 through the rest of the chapter, uh, 25... I think we'll go, we'll read on, yep, but on, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. There's the Holy Ghost. We'll see the Holy Ghost all through Christ's birth, all through Christ's uh, travel on this earth and it came and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ now there's the Holy Ghost represented there's Jesus Christ represented and the Lord's possession that would be God the Father and he came there's the Trinity represented there in verse 26 and he came by the Spirit there's the indication that it's the Holy Ghost. If you have a King James Bible, by the Spirit, the word Spirit is capitalized into the temple. So who led him into the temple? The Holy Spirit led him into the temple. Just as the shepherds were submissive to God's word, didn't understand it, but when they were presented it through the angels and through God's miraculous power, they accepted God's word. This man didn't understand it and accepted it through the scriptures. And he acted upon it and the spirit uh, into the temple. And when, he, and when the parents brought, and who's the parents? That's the Joseph and Mary. Parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law. Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, you can bless God. Did you know that? When you praise God in the simple songs we just sang, the Christmas songs, you're a blessing to God. You're praising God, and it's a blessing unto him. That's why we have songs in church. That's why we gather together in order to praise the Lord. Then he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. He's saying, I can die. I've seen the Messiah. That's what he's saying. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. He lived according to God's word, and he was prepared to die according to God's word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation. 
the salvation? Was he looking for a physical king here or a physical savior? No, he knew that Jesus Christ was going to fulfill the Messiah, the Masonic prophecy, and redeem his country. How do I know that? Read on. Which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Do you see that? All people. Not just the Jews, although he's speaking basically in a temple to Jews, about Jews and for Jews. He's not going to be soul-limiting in the gospel, which thou hast prepared for the face of all people, a light to listen, a light to the listening, to, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel, Jew and Gentile alike, all people. Verse 33, And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which were spoken of him, and Simeon blessed them and said, Unto Mary his mother, behold, the child is set forth, the fall and rising, set forth the fall and rising again of many of Israel. This is going to be an easy situation, and for a sign which shall be spoken against, yea, a sword shall pierce thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. The Holy Spirit came to convict. The world of sin and to uh, the word of God is more sharper than any two-edged sword and it's capable of piercing the marrow of the bones. The sword shall pierce through thy soul. He's talking prophetically about the sorrow Mary will feel when her son, son hangs on the cross and gives her to another apostle as a tender. And there was one Anna, a prophetess. God's not limited to gender. He can use anybody. And he speaks through anybody who's willing. He'll use a donkey if he has to. I'm proof of that. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, and the daughter of Panel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widower of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. What was her qualifications as a widow? None. She was considered even lower than the shepherds in society, a person of great need. But yet she found a position where she could serve God day and night in the temple. Now, what did she do in the temple? Was she in charge of the prayers? Was she in charge of the incense? Was she in charge of great deeds that had to be performed in the sacrificial uh, slaughter of livestock? No. She probably dusted. She probably vacuumed the carpet. She probably decorated for the holidays. She probably mopped the floors. She probably ran errands to Walmart. She probably did a lot of things in that temple that needed to be taken care of. And she found great resolution in her obedience and dedication to God and the things of God. She found great resolve and dedication in the things of God and those things of God. And she was a widower. And she coming in in, in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. That's a lot like the shepherds. Did you catch that? Here we have him standing there in the temple, not necessarily in front of the altar, 
But in front of the circumcision booth, yes, altar that they circumcised on. But he's standing there holding up the Christ child and saying, this guy is fulfilling scripture. My eyes have seen Jesus. My eyes have seen redemption. My eyes have seen the glory of Israel and all the world being redeemed. And as he holds that baby up, here comes a cleaning lady in, and she validates and says the very same thing. And by him, a holy man, proclaiming that, she joined and was a second witness according to God's law. By the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. She, she joined in his testimony and said, there's a Savior. There's a Savior. And he's here. And my eyes have seen him. And then she went on, and what did she do? She recognized salvation. She recognized the Messiah. What did she do? Turn around and told others. What did the shepherds do? The angels come flying out of the sky, and it lights up with glory and God's grace. And they heard the hallelujah chorus by Handel's Messiah. And you can add whatever you want to it. But they were stunned, and they were enlightened. And they says, hey, I better wipe off my face and go to town and tell somebody else, the Savior's here. The Savior's here. The Savior's here. The Messiah's come. Is there barely anybody in this room that has not known Jesus Christ as their Savior? And if you have, what have you done as the shepherds, as the saints, and as the angels? Have you told anybody else about Jesus? It's Christmas. He's come and he's born and he's laid in a cradle and then he grew up and died for us. And there's people walking around. You could go downtown. I don't want to even say Chicago. You can go downtown, catch a cannon, find five people, and they won't know the real meaning of Christmas. Have you told anybody? Have you done what the shepherds did? Have you done what the cleaning lady's done? Have you done anything this season yet to spread God's word or even be obedient to God's word? All these people subjected themselves to God's word in various degrees. One lady dedicated her livelihood, her life, to cleaning the temple. Perhaps she, she peeled the potatoes so she could eat some at meal. The saint there was a man of the temple, and he dedicated his life to serving God the best he could in his age and in his depravity. And then we have the angels, angelic beings that exercise very little faith because they see everything. They look down upon us, but yet they knew they had to fulfill God's word, the God's commitment, God's drawing them, God's use of them, and they had to tell others. We have a wonderful missions program in this church, telling others. But you know, I can go downtown tomorrow, and I had a lady ask me, where do you go to church at? New Hope, where's that? Well, it's down on this little cul-de-sac, you know, just outside of town, just past the clinic. Oh, oh, I know where the clinic is. Well, I know where you can get spiritual help. Another block down. Have you shared Jesus with anybody since you've accepted Jesus as your Savior? Has you fulfilled the basic concept laid out from Adam and Eve on? People need to know this is the time of year you get to give to Christ. The best gift you can give to your heavenly father 
is accepting his son on the cross. And after that, the next best thing you can do is tell someone else. Share it with someone else. You don't have to shove it down their throats. You don't have to proclaim it in, with great pride. You can just share it and live it. That's the third gift you can give them this year. Is abstain from that holiday drink. Abstain from that rowdiest parties. Uh, go to church. Jesus wasn't eight years old and he was already found in church and glorified for it. You want to truly be glorified as a Christian. Share Jesus with someone else. I had a man call me today. Well, no, three days ago. I went to his farm and I knocked on his door. And I says, you know, I'm, I was a preacher boy and right now I'm chewing horses and I know where you're at. Your wife asked me to stop by. You're having a lot of family problems. I says, I'm nobody special. I got a little church on the corner of town here, but I'll, I'm chewing horses and I'm the county police officer, city police officer. And I says to him, I says, you know, you got kids. I chased one of them through town. I says, you need to know Jesus. He says, well, I, I've had a time in my life. I, I went to this church, and they said if I did this and this, I, I was going to heaven. I says, no, it's more than that. I says, it's knowing Jesus and having a personal relationship with him. He says, tell me about it. And over the course of time, he accepted Christ as his personal savior. He left this, he's leaving this planet right now. His wife called and says he's laying in the hospital bed right now. He says he's already talked to his pastor. He's a deacon in a Baptist church right now. He says, but he wants to talk to you, Roy. He wants you to talk to him again. Because he's going to enter those gates that you talked about. He's going to be in glory pretty soon. That's what the whole story is about. Who have you told about Jesus? Who have you shared Christ with? What have you done to share the gospel of Christ with others? How are you serving God? Life's worth it. I never th thought I'd outlive that man. Maybe I won't. But I can talk yet today, and I can present God's word yet today. He's asking me, God's asking me to keep telling others. So you got your Christmas message from the pastor this morning. Do what the angels did. Do what the shepherds did. Do what the holy men did. Do what the law abiders do. And share the gospel this holiday season. You have an opportunity. People are more receptive now than ever to the gospel of Christ. I got people I send Christmas cards to that have killed people. And I know they've killed people. And I send them a tract that says, Jesus is the way of salvation. You have the same opportunity. You have the same opportunity. Let's all stand.